title of this, Closer Walk with Jesus, Breaking, the, Breaking with Shame. My notes, I put the scourge of shame. So we're, we're in Luke 5, and, and there's a number of miracles that are not really set in time or in place uh, that, fo- that follow here. And you'll, we'll, we'll read this story. It says, while Jesus was in one of the towns... And in all the Gospels, it doesn't identify the town. So I kind of like last week, I was, I was saying that Peter probably told Luke, hey, if you're putting that together, make sure you tell my story. Uh, I'm thinking this guy was probably the same thing. You know, it's like, hey, don't forget to tell my story. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if that, that's the case on this one, because this is the guy that actually ruined Jesus's ministry. What do I mean? <laughs> because it doesn't say it here. Well, it, it implies it here, but in, in one of the other Gospels, it, it says, uh, in, in Matthew, it says that once he proclaimed his healing, Jesus could no longer go into uh, the towns there were walled cities, and it was, you know, there's just so many people there up against the wall all the time, which is probably where that, that statement has, being up against the wall. That was Jesus. Um, so, I was just thinking, what a guy, what a guy. And I'm talking about not shaming anybody. And so, you know, I've already shamed, you know, shamed everybody today. Uh, it's, no, it's, it's really hard um, sometimes to speak the truth and then not for that person to feel shame, Right? Because there's something resident in us, and we're going to talk about it uh, today. And actually, we're going, to, we're going to pray about it. So let's, let's read our story. This is what it says. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Now Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more. So the crowds of the people came to hear him and he healed uh, and to be healed of their diseases, of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So if you meditate on this, uh, on this story for about a week, uh, which I have, and you get into this guy's psychological profile, it breaks your heart. Because here's a guy who was totally an outcast of society. He, there, every part about him his outside, his inside. Uh, here's, what, here's what the scriptures say about a person with leprosy. It says, anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, when we come to church, we're, kind of, we're trying to look semi, maybe not our best, but, you know, you didn't, how many came with torn clothes? Anybody today? Anybody? Okay, no, torn clothes. Because, because they weren't allowed to hide their sickness. They couldn't hide their sin. Come with torn clothes. Let their hair be unkempt. They weren't allowed to mess with their hair. They had to look like they were in mourning. They had to cover the lower part of their face and cry out, unclean, unclean. 
As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. I was thinking this is kind of like coronavirus, what they did, what they did to us. <laughs> you know, everybody's in pajamas, you know, it's like just crawled out of bed, you know, unless they had a Zoom call. It says they had to, cl- had to, uh, Cover, cover the lower part of their mouth. They weren't allowed to go out of the house. <laughs> it's like, hey, is this a CDC thing? <laughs> uh, it's all the way in the Old Testament. Well, if you don't have a defiling disease, don't do any of that stuff, okay? But if you do, then please go on. Anyway, so their whole society, if you had this incurable disease, it was incurable. Pretty much this, this whole concept of wearing torn clothes and not, not doing your hair was because you were in mourning for your whole life. You were broken. And somewhere along the line, this outcast person who couldn't come into town, he gets into town. He says, in a certain one of the towns, he's like, you're not allowed to come in town. But guess what? He didn't care. He was so broken, he was so hurting, that he didn't care at all about what, you know, what, what happened to him. You know? Of course, nobody's going to touch a guy like that because it was catchy, right? Or at least they thought it was catchy. And instead, he heard about Jesus. Now, all of us are lepers, or were lepers, before we came to Christ. We were incurable in our sin, totally incurable. We should have been in mourning because there was no hope for us outside of Christ. But we heard about Christ, we heard about Jesus, and we said, I don't care. I don't care if somebody knows I'm a Christian. Do you care if somebody knows you're a Christian? Sometimes, you know. But instead, it says this, he he saw Jesus, and he did the thing that we all have to do, he fell on his face. He humbled himself and said, I'm a sinner. I, I am broken. And then he says, it says, he begged him. That's, that's being broken, right? I mean, when you're having to beg somebody, and you have, ever have to do that for money. So <laughs> one time I was in jail and needed, needed uh, some bail money. Uh, nobody was giving it up. I finally got a hold of Grandma. Yay, Grandma. <laughs> but you're really humble when you're in that position. You're in the, be- the begging role. Okay. And then he says, if you're willing, not knowing who Jesus is yet. And then I love Jesus. Is this the greatest story? I mean, you read this a few times. This is the greatest story. Jesus said, you don't know who I am, do you? Of course I'm willing. I am willing. And then it says, he reached out his hand and touched the man. Be clean. Jesus didn't have to touch him. Did you know that? In fact, by touching him, he became defiled himself. But Jesus is willing to get into the mud with us. You know that. He doesn't have a problem. You know, a lot of times we do. We're like, oh, no, Jesus can't, you know, can't help me here. 
Okay. So this outcast was completely just now. I want, I want to switch to the the shame portion here for a minute. If you had a disease like that, what's the first thing that happens when you get sick? Well, if you if you get a disease, first thing you do is like, what did I do? What did I do to get this? You in, instantly start reflecting. You know, is it me? Is it my sin? You know, is God finally you know judging me? And even Christians do that, right? Even Christians believe that God is judging them. God is not judging you. He judged your sin, put it on Christ, and removed it so that you can be free. You're a new creation in Christ. Okay. So we were all once lepers. Those that are here have come in and said, thank you, Jesus. Jesus touched us, and we're no longer we're, we're no longer unclean. In fact, we're healed. Uh, those that might be watching this online, all you have to do is come to Jesus. Trust in Him as your Lord and Savior. He died on a cross for your sins. Come to Him and say, are you willing? And He'll always say yes to you. Okay. So, we were all once lepers in that way. And Jesus touched us. But as I was studying this, I was thinking about there's an external leper and then there's the internal leprosy that all of us carry with us. And that is the, the shame, the shadow of the past, the shadow of our parents, and the shadow of Satan who will always lie to us. <clears throat> I was thinking about how many times I've felt shameful this week. Now, maybe you're not like me. How many have ever felt like I'm not enough? Anybody? Am I the only one here? <laughs> you know, you come into a situation. I mean, even, you know, it didn't happen today because after reading this, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for making me enough. I'm a new creation in Christ. I, you know, I've been reconciled. I'm an ambassador of the Lord. I, 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 I was feeling pretty good today. But sometimes we think about how other people think of us. Does that happen to you? It's like, I don't want to make that decision, you know, because I don't know how people will, will think of me. That's one of the shadows of the past, right? Because as a new creation in Christ, we just do the right thing. I was thinking about the shadow of parents. Uh, don't worry, your mom is still with you. Uh, you know, I, th- I think... In, in, a, in a good way, but with all of us, we've been imprinted by our parents. And they told us, okay, don't do that, you know, when we were little kids. And that, that was for our good. But very often, it, when we do things, even unsuspecting, we experience shame and guilt. And so when I was praying through this, I, I was asking the Holy Spirit, what, 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 is it, what is it that you want to do today? Because I believe that Jesus wants to touch each and every one of us in this area of our internal leprosy. Right? How many times are we going to allow ourselves to hear the voice that says, you're not good enough, you're not enough, you know, what you've done is wrong. You're not, you know, Maureen, you're not doing enough for your parents. Oh, you're not doing enough for your children. Oh, you're not doing, you're not, you're not doing enough. How many have ever felt that? 
Okay. And that brings that guilt and shame to us that Jesus wants to touch and remove from us. Now, there's a second part of this, and we're going. We're going to, I, want, I want to pray for us because I really, I, I really believe that God wants to set us free, or set, especially certain people free, who have anxiety based on this shadow of the parents or what's right, or even how we read our Bible. It's like, well, I'm not a good Christian. How many have ever felt like you're not a good Christian? You know, everybody that's online, hey, you guys. He's uh, like, because I don't want to be around each other. I think that one of the reasons that, that we, we uh, most churches attract introverts, uh, it, there's, you know, is because there's that shame inside. I, you know, I don't know if people really knew who I was, then they would reject me. This guy, he really knew who he was. He was a mess. And he has to go, here's the second part of this, he has to go to the priest. Jesus says, okay, now go, go to the priest. And this is very interesting because God, in the provision of the law, created a sacrifice for something that was impossible. An incurable disease that gets cured. That's just a miracle to me. That he's like, okay, And it's as if God said, listen, and you guys listen to me here. Most of us don't understand that God is willing to break the natural chain of how life is supposed to work. And he's made provision. This is just another, like, here's my fingerprints. I want you to know that I can supersede the natural for the supernatural. He does it here. So he says he goes to the priest, and you, you go to the priest, and you have the, the priest check you out. So I'm sure this guy, he, he, I, I imagine, unfortunately, all on the way, he's like, dude, I used to be that leper dude that you used to see you know, groveling and, and going unclean, unclean. Now I'm not doing that. He goes to the, the priest. You gotta, here's another funny part. Last week I talked about the humor in the Bible. You imagine being the priest. You know, first of all, you got to be the the priest that checks out the people with the with the funky stuff. It's like, yeah, I got this weird rash. <laughs> you know, yeah, can you check this out? And you're like that guy. He's like that. That'd be the kind of priest guy. He's like, hey, I'm calling you to the priesthood. Cool. He's like, yeah, you're the rash checker. Uh, but anyway, he goes to the rash checker guy, and the guy's like, it looks like no rash. He's, and so so they put him in isolation for seven days. And when they come out of the isolation in seven days. They have to do this. They they have to do the first sacrifice, and the first sacrifice is taking two doves and killing one and pouring the blood into the water of a bowl, and and then they 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 use this little tie thing. They use a piece of cedar, a piece of hyssop, and a red cord. It's 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 a beautiful picture. The hyssop, remember in Psalm 51, you know, David's like, cleanse me with hyssop. It's a a sign of that before he was clean, God had already called him clean. But anyway, so he takes this little thing, then you got the dead dove with the blood in the water, and he takes the other dove, and he splashes the dove, and he splashes the guy, and he splashes the dove, and he splashes the guy, and he sets the dove free. 
Isn't that a beautiful picture of what Jesus does for us? The blood is sprinkled on us so that we can fly free. Then he has to do seven more days. <laughs> and then the next time he has to come with a lamb because we got a party. Uh, so anyway, that's, that, that's the provision God had made. Now, why do I, why do I uh, re- remind you of these things that you don't read in Leviticus very often? That's in Leviticus 13 and 14. <clears throat> it's because our God is a God who loves to set us free. The shame that we experience, and, and they're, they're, I'm, I'm telling you, the way I experience shame, I don't feel shameful. It's like, yeah, I haven't really done anything I feel shameful or guilty about. But sometimes I'll say something, and, and I'm like, oh, why do I say that? Or sometimes I'll, I'll be in a room of people. I'm like, I don't, feel, I don't feel like a new creation. I feel like my old self. Sometimes you, you even feel like your old teenage self. You're like, hey, the pimply kid, you know? It's like, oh, great, <laughs> just my luck. I'm the pimply kid again. And I, I felt like the Lord say, I want to set you guys free. I want to touch your life in such a way today that those shames and those guilts that you have, you're a new creation in Christ. There's no guilt from the past. There's no guilt from yesterday. But the little, these little shadows that keep cropping up, he wants to break. So, with that, do you have expectation? Remember last week I, I was talking about it, that when we live without expectation, we get what we get. <laughs> but for those who trust the Lord, he's able to do abundantly more than we can ask or imagine or think or pray. So, with that, anyone who wants Jesus to touch them in this area today, stand up. I'm already standing. I would, I would have stood up. Okay. Now, we can do this. Um, Can you hold hands? Go ahead. And the reason I'm doing that is it's symbolic. Because when it says that Jesus touched him, when it said that Jesus touched him, That, that word touch can, is, is not like, it, it's like he, got, he grabbed him. And we feel alone in our shame. And this representation as we pray today, I want you to know you're, we're in this together. I hate to state that statement, Lord. We are in Christ together. And when we have those, those times where we're feeling that way, if it happens, I'm praying that God will break the power of it right now, but the enemy, he, he'll still be throwing stuff at us and see if it sticks. And if it does stick, the power that we have comes by being one in Christ together. And so this morning, let's, uh, 
Just pause for a moment. Holy Spirit, I know that you chose us to hear this morning uh, from this verse. And Lord, we all feel like lepers from time to time. We feel like outcasts, like we're, we're, we're not worthy, that we've got stuff on our face, that we're, we're, we're falling apart, we're desperate. And Lord, where that carries on into this life that you've called us new creations, new creatures that made new, Lord, where we see the shadow of our past, of our brokenness, of our sin, we pray right now that you would touch our lives. Break the power of the lie that somehow we're unworthy, that we have to fall on our knees before Christ instead of now on face to face with him where he's embracing us and and giving us the the hug of hugs and saying we're reconciled i no longer count your sins against you don't allow these sins to be counted against you in your own mind and in those places that you feel weak or in, uh, inept or uh, unqualified i have chosen to qualify you And so in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, to break this power of shame, this shadow of shame in our lives, that we could walk free like that that dove, flying away safe and free. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, you may release. Be released. Fly, 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 everyone. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Huh? The long, okay, all the time. (laughs) Amen. Um, There's a P.S. to this verse here. Verse 16, it said, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. I want to leave us with that. Because the way that the revival comes is always through our prayer and always through modeling Jesus. Jesus could have been busy 24-7, right? He could have been distracted by the crowds and his ability to actually heal everyone. But instead it says that he went away and prayed, withdrew, And I know this is a season of prayer because what God wants to do next isn't going to happen the same way that we've been doing it. And I mean, we here, um, I always like to be like the body of Christ (laughs) so that I can always like, hey, I hope those guys are doing what we could should be doing. Um, But we have to find, we, we have to find a time for the hard work of prayer. 
Um, I know it's difficult for us, but um, I mean, time-wise and everything, it's like, isn't this a great convenient church? A couple hours on Sunday, and we're out of here. <laughs> but when we get to heaven, the Lord's going to go, I am so glad you decided to stay with that convenient church because, we, because the body of Christ is supposed to move it forward, right? It's not an individual thing. The, the church exists for a reason, and that reason is so that we can join together and see the power of God moving for, forward. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So um, I don't know how we're going to do it yet. Um, but we have to find a time. We, we do meet Sunday morning at, uh, for 15 minutes. And it's a powerful 15 minutes. Sometimes we go 16. Uh, <laughs> because there's a revival breaking out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But there, there's, something, there, there's something about having enough time withdrawing to the lonely place where you're not, you, you don't have to, you know, nothing else is, is coming forward um, so that you can just be with Jesus and, and start to pray by the Spirit and in the Spirit. Because the Lord wants to use our lives uh, as, as His instrument of prayer first and then reconciliation after. So, um, so pray for me that I have wisdom to figure out how we can do that. Everybody say amen. amen. And then I'll assume we've prayed that. Um, because I'm really anxious. There, there's just something in me that's like, this thing's going to happen. Are you going to be part? Or are you just going to live the way we've been living? The Spirit of God's calling us forward. Okay. And with that, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. It starts individually, but it moves corporately. And so this week, <clears throat> be a reconciler, as God calls you. Another thing I didn't talk about, and I'll just say it in 30 seconds. There's a lot of lepers around us, lepers with shame, people who don't, you know, I mean, there's this rise in uh, suicides and stuff like that, and you're like, God has called us to bring that message of reconciliation, is that God loves you, has a wonderful plan for your life. You don't have to live in shame and, and, and heartache but you can live free like a bird. All right. Amen. All right, Lord. Thank you for what you're calling us to. We rise in our expectation. We don't know, but we sure want to be part of what you're doing next. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, we have, we have Dean's Beans today, and we have... Uh, some bean soup, and then we, we have beans today. So I, I, hope you, I hope you do like beans. If you don't like beans, you're not going to like today's thing. But we do have some cornbread, and we do have a nice salad that's coming. And uh, let's hang out. And, I, 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 you know, I always get visions. I always get a vision of our time together. And, I, and, and it's always bigger. It's like Leonard. It's, it's people falling on the ground and fire from heaven and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as God breaks this shadow of shame over us, 
we have to, the, part of that is to come out and, and be you with others. And uh, it, it, it's awkward because it's like, you know, what if, what, you know, what if we don't like, I mean, you guys love each other, but um, there's just something about that. And don't forget if there's any lepers around. There's no lepers today here. Uh, they're all, you guys are all cleansed lepers. But, um, yeah, let's just share our life with one another and, and ask each other. Hi, you, you feeling any, any of that? Um, I, I feel it all the time, or I have, but no, no, no longer because we prayed and it's over. Now if I see it, I just say, that's the devil. I'm on to the next thing. Okay. So next thing is Jesus doing some more stuff. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And eat beans. I'm going to eat beans.